Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 38. 35. 35. Look at that. We can count upwards of 10. Huh. No? Okay. So, currently you're listening to two Ewoks that have learned the interest, the, the, in, the intricate English language. We're not quite there yet. We do sometimes falter, but we are only Ewoks, each and every one of us. Um, no. What? No, no. Sorry, someone's from Naboo and they're unwilling to accept that they're now living in an Ewok village. Incogniti. Ewoks are the worst, man. Fucking crazy. That's not true. Gungans are the worst. Dead eyed. Gungans are the worst. Cannibalistic. Gungans are the worst. Freaks. Gungans are the worst. Mm. You haven't even watched the prequels. No, I have. One of them. You don't know which one? The. The. Uh. No, I've seen part of the first one. Yeah, well, you need to watch them all. And then I saw the end fight from the third one. Oh, dear. Someone had a lightsaber. Or Elite Sabri, as I'm sure it's correctly pronounced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Elite Sabri. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> What's the name of that guy that I told you about last time we were recording this? I don't know. The guy who offers uh, Obi-Wan... No, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan uh, Death Sticks. Oh. Um, um, Scumbagano. <laughs> yeah, Scumbagano. <laughs> George Lucas does it again. He knows how to name things. A plus. That can't be denied. Five stars. Right. I was only slightly less annoyed than the other ones. Five stars. Okay. So we've been pleading in Sweden. No, there's... Been breeding in Sweden. No, we've been pleading in Sweden. We didn't get the breeding. We pleaded for the breeded. And anyway. The Brood. Have you seen that film? You've wasted two minutes so far. <laughs> only two? Yeah. People are, people are currently turning their radios right up. They're like, this is going to get interesting. No, they're turning off. It's going to get smooth, silky. They're going to go listen to friggin' Jimquisition or anything else at all. Do you listen to any podcasts? No. I don't know what <laughs> podcasts are. What's a podcast? I listen to so many. I listen to like five different ones and I listen to them like daily. Yeah, they don't listen to ours. Well, that's because we haven't reached out to them to listen to ours, to be fair. Anyway. Yeah. Should I review something? Well, before we review something, should I have some friendly banter? We've done that for nearly three minutes now. Well, this wasn't really banter. There was no back and forth, really. It's... No, no. So what have you been up to? Nothing. I'm playing games. I'll tell you when I do the reviews, because that's what I'm But that's reviewing. not what you like... do. You're a human being. You live, you breathe. No, that's pretty you much... You love, you die. That's pretty much That's it. pretty much it. Yeah. You just sit there. Well, you are part cyborg. You are the only cyborg Ewok in the village. Stop writing fan fiction. He fell in love with a tree. Oh. And they birthed an acorn together. <laughs> and no, it was not truly an acorn, for it was a furry, fleshy, miniature little thing. And that's how the kiwi was made. In a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. It's like the worst fan fiction ever. It's not the worst fan fiction ever. There are worse fan fictions. I was going to write a religion that basically praised trees as gods. And... um and yeah, I was gonna do that, and I was gonna have Fern Cotton as one of our one of our like uh, our prophets. Fern Cotton. Fern Cotton, and there was also uh, Fern Daly, and there's also Fern Troya. <laughs> that's not okay. So that's four minutes you've wasted. <laughs> Kate Moss. No. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> I'm just making up names now. Clint Eastwood. No. Yeah. No. Boo. All right. All right. So the Gilmore Girls. No. So I'm going to review a thing. Okay. 
Okay, okay you're done now. Yeah. You're done with your shit. Yeah. Right. First thing I shall review this week is... What was I going to review? I don't know. You, you have it in your mind. Oh. Think back to your mind grapes. No, no, not mind grapes. Your mind grapes. Rub those mind grapes <laughs> together. Get some mind ideas going. I was going to review a game called Monumental. Which is like a little sort of... You know how like you had that game where you wander around the island and you solve puzzles called The Witness? Zelda. That people loved? Zelda? Monumental came out like okay. literally, I think the same day as The Witness. Possibly not the biggest, best idea ever. Um, but it's another mist-influenced puzzle roaming first-person type thing. And it's set on a space station where it starts off on... It's sort of a space station that's on a planet. What do you call them when they're on a planet? They're still in space, sort of, aren't they? Well, you're, you know, interplanetary explorer. Yeah, but you're the only one there. You're trying to figure out what's happened, and it involves a hell of a lot of figuring out combinations for door codes and getting in and reading journals. Um, The game is entirely about puzzle breaking, and, like, you know, it'll give you a certain number of clues to figure out someone's password, but it's not just a number. I said certain. You said certain. You said penis. Catartan. You said... Donald Trump. <laughs> the ultimate swear. Mm. God, yeah. why do you go Donald Trump yourself? It, it's all about puzzle solving. right? And everyone's got unique door combinations. Some of them are musical notes and stuff. Some require recording a voice sample from somewhere. Um, you have like a microphone that can record sounds in the game, which you can use to help you solve the puzzles, or you can take photos for clues. So if you see something somewhere that's the clue that you need, you can take a photo of it so you can go and... You know, have it as reference when you're trying to solve the puzzle, which is quite smart. It's kind of like having um, a notepad when you're doing a crossword or something. But um, yeah, the game's pretty decently made for one of these little tiny indie games that I f- it looks like it's using Unity store assets. Okay. But then when you get outside the space station, it's kind of all goes a bit more alien and a bit more weird. It's not using Lumberyard. It's weird. The Amazon. Yeah, which is the poor poorest name for something Amazon's made ever. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah. How Kindle. Can, Kindle, yeah. Why? Why? Because it's all linked to wood. Yeah, why are they destroying Amazon? Amazon? Because it's... <laughs> okay, so... All right. So... Getting, Amazon, it. why are they burning <laughs> trees? So, Amazon making a lumberyard? is the name of a large body of plants trees. and forestry. Yeah. And then So, they keep Kindle, burning them. Yeah. And then you've got... Lumberyard. You know, lumberyard. Where they've cut the trees down. Well... They're all about destroying the forests. They do sell books. Do they still? Yeah. On paper? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, Monumental's alright. Very, very difficult. It's got a lot of... Um, had a few bug problems in the first start of the game. Like, there was um, one of the comp puzzles where if you exited out the puzzle, it didn't, like, r- um, erase the logic for that puzzle. So when you went back in, it thought you were still doing whatever combinations you had put in before. So you had to sort of, like, basically wipe it off, start again, and then jump back in. It wouldn't erase the logic of the puzzle. Um, they fixed that. Everything you're saying sounds like lyrics to Childish Gambino's heartbeats to me. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it's tricky. It's a very difficult game, but if you like like mist, you'd get into it. I love mist. Yeah. I love a good peppering of, of moisture in the air. No, the game, mist. Oh. M-Y-S-T. Meist? Hmm. But yeah, it's a difficult, puzzly game. Lots of weird stuff you have to try and figure out. Combinations, codes, languages, and all this sort of thing. Rubik's Cubes. No, more difficult than a Rubik's Cube. Did you ever play with Boppets? Yeah, Boppets are classic, man. You see the the (laughs) fucking... It's the first time I've seen you smile the whole time we're doing the podcast when I mentioned Boppets. I'm not smiling. You are smiling. You've seen the RCD2 one? No. You twist his head and bang him on the head and then... So basically you kill RCD2. Yeah, just keep hitting RCD2. 
Yeah, but anyway, that's monumental. It's all right. It's cheap and it's like it's quite simple, but it's a very like very difficult puzzles that take a lot of mental like thought process to figure out. If you like code breaking, you love it. You review a thing. <sighs> My first review this week is going to be something unexpected of myself. I'm going to review a TV show first. Oh dear! I'm also going to become quite literate. This is this is madness, isn't it? This feels like is it eight energy. out of ten cats? It isn't because oh. does that exist anymore? It's eight out of ten crosswords now, isn't Doesn't it? They keep or... theming it on different game shows or something. Yeah, I don't know. Janet Streetport's birthday was two weeks ago. Oh. Anyway. So my first review this week is something that I wasn't expecting to watch. I was very bored. I had nothing else to do. I had a couple of hours to kill. And so what did I do? I watched some episodes of the series on CW. Can you guess which one? What would I watch? What's the one that you Jason, know me. What was that one that Jason Vanderbeek was in? No, Dawson's Creek. No, it wasn't. I've seen all of Dawson's Creek. That's not embarrassing. I don't want to wait. Glee. No. I don't know what's on going. CW. Come on, come on like, think horror. Horror? American Horror Story? No, I've seen all of that. That's, That's really the only horror show on TV. No, it's not. No, there's a horror-themed show. On much CW? Like Supernatural, which is on CW. The CW can't theme horror. Okay. So anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ruin the surprise, Anne. Because you can't on with guess. it. I watched the first three episodes of Teen Wolf. Did you? Yes. Teen Why? Teen Wolf, the series... The American TV series based on the 80s movie about Michael J. Fox having a bad hair day. And they kind of lost the point. Isn't it like a serious thing? Yeah, up and down. I don't know how seriously they're taking it because it's kind of hard to really know what they want to do with it. Anyway, Teen Wolf is the story of a young man who finds on the cusp of his teenage years that he is actually a lycanthrope. Does that mean that he's... Um, Werewolf. A wonderwolf. Oh, it doesn't mean that he's just like really obsessed with dogs. No. Oh. So he is he is a werewolf. And um, and teenage angst ensues. I'm only three episodes in. So it's possible this gets better. Well, the first series. Yeah, it's possible this gets better. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. If you don't give shows a chance. I am. I'm going to watch the rest of it. There will be a full recap and review the at the end of, of the Gotham, season. Did you? Gotham is so shit it's unbelievable you keep defending that fucking TV show I've had enough of hearing about it you're like an old woman it's brilliant if we live together and I have to watch Gotham I'm killing someone and there's only one other person in the house Tom Atkins my hedgehog I can't kill him he's so adorable can't kill him anyway Teen Wolf is a story of a young man who develops Teen Wolf Gotham's a werewolf yeah Gotham's a werewolf um it's just like every other teenage drama on TV. It could be the fucking Vampire Diaries. It could be uh, Scandal, whatever else they fucking... Uh, revenge. <coughs> revenge. Um, it's... The kid just gets wealth powers. He becomes really good at smelling shit and seeing shit and doing shit. And he can't have sex because if he raises his heartbeat, he goes a wolfy. Um, the girl he's in love with... Her dad's a werewolf. Penis, so. Yeah. The girl he's in love with... Has, he's got like a weird barbed one. Yeah. <laughs> the girl he's in love with... Her dad is a werewolf hunter... So shenanigans ensue. It's, that wasn't in the film. No, it wasn't. Styles is a whiny, shaven-headed fucking blur. Um, but all in all, you know, I'm probably going to keep watching till the end of season one because I'm an alcoholic and the, the slowly dissipating clouds of the drunken night before need something to focus on. It might as well be hard-bodied 18-year-olds. Mm. I give it a very solid Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold. Tom, Ar- Tom Arnold. You mm. know what? Gets a bad rep. 
he's not the best asshole. actor. He's maybe not the best actor or the best human being in the world, but he's still Tom Arnold. He's not James that. Belushi. He's not James Belushi, so that's that's a plus. And also, he did Carpool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that show that ripped off the Robert Lewis? No, show? the film. Oh, I'm but they spray the paint with... the car with hair dye. They're like, oh. yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so they, was it? Yeah, yeah. Robert Langella, 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 Frank Langella, Frank Langella. You mean Skeletor? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you, He-Man. Chase me, He-Man. Chase me. <laughs> And I try. Oh my god, do I try? <laughs> <laughs> what was the song that you were singing, Annie? You can reveal to the audience what the song because it's like an ongoing theme that this keeps creeping in. Well, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Well, we've done that before, man. There I've got the soundtrack to Batman to be... Forever if you want to pl- listen to it. Really? Though. Yeah. Well, can we just. One second, can I just. There used to be a great. What's that? It's you are. You're smiling again. You want to sing it? Just sing the song. No. Come on, get out of that shell. You're not a crustacean. What are you doing Does it in there? Turn to review a thing now. Yeah, you glittery lobster. <laughs> Shine on, you crazy diamond. <clears throat> I'm almost finished my drink. I forgot. No. Okay. So I spent ages before this going. <laughs> what was the four things I wanted to review this week? <laughs> and I remembered. I got it eventually, and now I've forgotten number three. But I'm on number two now, so it's okay. Okay, review number two is for a very good, right, and get ready for this because it's going to make your brain melt, the genre. Boom! It's a turn-based, but real-time, action puzzle strategy game. How could something be into E-turn, which I'm assuming is shorthand for Eternal that millennials turn use? Times. Turn- turn-based. So it's not E-turn-based. Turn-based. Oh. But real-time. I'm worried you've already lost me. This is magnificent. Tell me. Yeah. Okay, so there's a game called Nova 111. Which is a game where you travel around inside caves and facilities as a little spaceship. Yeah. And you move one square at a time. Okay. And the enemies move one square at a time. Who rolls the dice? Or do they? Now, the way that the game works is that certain elements in the game world work in real time. So, if you disturb a stalagmite, it starts to move and it will drop about three seconds later. Wait, 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 wait. wait, So, you can move... Stalagmite or stalactite? Stalagmite, because you can't make a stalactite fall. A stag tight stood up, right? It can fall. It would be uneventful, wouldn't it? No. It depends how big it is. Unless there's a domino reaction, you just get loads of stag How big is this erection that we're talking? Because I'm thinking Empire Strikes Back. You won't get a stag tight that big. Okay. But no, so you can make a stalagmite fall from the ceiling in real time, and if you're crafty enough, you can manoeuvre it so that an enemy does his move and gets underneath it and gets swalloped. Ah. Um, Cannons will fire in real time, or they won't. Can I, can I just say Certain this? enemies you blow them up and they'll blow up in real time like they have a timer until they explode so you can try and manoeuvre enemies into that spot. Can I guess why you like this? Because it's really fucking good. Because it sounds a lot like Advance Wars. Kind of. One on one. Yeah. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's not Advance Wars as such but it is a grid based pattern thing. Like you don't, your enemies don't take their moves as such. It's like whenever you move, they move. Okay. So everything always happens at the same time. So right. every time you move it's, it's like, you know, Super Hot. Have you seen that game? It's a first-person shooter where time only moves when you move. No. It's a really smart game. Well worth trying. And every time you do a level, it goes super hot. Super hot. It's awesome. Um, But this is like every time you move, the enemies move. So, say like you jump in front of an enemy, it'll go, like it's about to attack. The next movement will be its attack, so you have to dodge out the way of the attack. So you move upwards, and its attack will miss you. If you're smart, you can get two enemies to collide into each other. Okay. Um, There's areas where you have like security drones that every time they hit a wall they turn right 
So they'll move every single turn, go boom into the wall, boom, 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 like that. Okay. And you can use them to block lasers, you can use them to activate switches and stuff like that. Cool. Um, but gradually as the game goes on, you get more power-ups. You get a shield that recharges every time you move, so you can take one hit and survive it. Hmm. You get health that builds up eventually, which comes in handy, because if you mess up a move and you're not quick, because certain weapons do damage in real time, mm-hmm. and some do damage turn base. So like if there's an electric, and you get stuck in the electric blast... That just drains your health down. So you have to move out of the way quick before it kills you. If you don't move quickly, it'll keep hurting you. But like a bullet will only hurt you when it hits you that one time. Okay. So it's really complicated how this game works. But it's so freaking good. Like it, it gradually introduces each little element. It shows you an enemy and gives you a chance to figure out what they do. Like there's one that latches onto you and you've got about five seconds before it hurts you. So you have to just go boom, boom. But sometimes you've got multiple enemies. Sometimes there's a wall in the way of you and that enemy. Um, you get to rescue scientists, some of which are dogs, which is always good. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent game. It's currently free on PlayStation Plus, which isn't really free, but it's freer than, like, you know, buying the game full price. It's on PC as well. And, um, error, what was it? Game Maker's Toolkit, Mark Brown from Game Maker's Toolkit. He did a video on it a while ago. Um, His last name, Brown. Yeah, Brown. He wore the brown pants. But, um, I see what he did there. Nova 111 is excellent, though. I'm I know, it's so nice. Of all the PS1 games I've been playing, PS4 games, rather, I've been playing the last few weeks, I've probably put as many hours into Nova 111 as I had amplitude. And, like, I'm loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it like that. Do you really like it? Is it, is it wicked? Yeah. It's a nicely designed game as well. It does lots of really good feedback loops on you. Like, when your shield is active, there's, like, a sort of glowy effect at the top and bottom of the screen, which I didn't notice until I was watching the video back I did that I put out the other day. I didn't notice it was there. It was just so subtle, I didn't pick up on it. I never um, brush my hair. Is that weird? No, no one does. No man has ever brushed hair. My hair's kind of cool, though, right? Yeah, no, no. Oh. Shit, that's disappointing. No, it's dorky. Um, anyway, <laughs> Nova 111. Good game. If you got PlayStation Plus, download the fucking thing. If you haven't got PlayStation Plus, get PlayStation Plus, download Nova 111, and then vote for Assault Android Cactus as the game to be free in March. Not that I'm not going to buy it anyway. I'm going to buy it, no matter what. Anyway, your review, you pleb. Did I cut you there with those words? You did. That hurt. When I called you a pleb. That hurt like a million paper cuts on the board. Do you remember Plebgate? Yes. <laughs> that was controversial. <laughs> That's not the weirdest place to put a full stop. That's like a comma area. Like you go like that was controversial. Can't believe it happened. But you were like, that's controversial. Drink up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking you put on the sunglasses and was like, Whoa Deal with it, man. Deal with twat. Anyway. My next review, interestingly enough, is another TV show. No, it's a movie. I've changed my mind. I'm flip flopping all around the place. I'm like a fucking flip flop. On like a fish foot. drowning on the ground because it's been pulled like, out of the water. Like my dreams, I have splashed against the You're flip flopping around more than Trump, Donald Trump does in one sentence. So, anyway, Donald Trump, speaking of that guy, wig. What anyway, a cunt. What a <laughs> fucking pleb. Um, Plebgate starts again. Two men called Donald Trump a pleb. He doesn't understand. Everyone thinks it's fair. <laughs> they think it's plebe and they're assuming Rick and Morty well, it is. Plebe. 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 That's where the word comes from. 
Anyway. Plebeian, plebeian. So, my next review is going to be a movie, a Christmas movie, of all the types of movie I could review. In February. A Christmas movie in On February. Valentine's I did watch it literally like a couple of days ago. Um, I watched The Night Before. The Night Before? Oh, the one with Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. B. So Jordan. movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony... Oh, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. I thought it was Michael B. Jordan. No, it's Anthony Mackie, racist. Um, and Seth Rogen about three guys just looking to have some crazy Christmas fun for one last year. Um, in a surprising turn, I liked it. Review over. <laughs> no. So it's it's all the story of three guys who, ever since um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt lost his family in a tragic accident on Christmas Eve... <laughs> Ever since Joseph Gordon-Levitt lost his parents on a tragic accident on Christmas Eve, they have had a tradition that they spend each Christmas Eve hitting up the most cliched spots they can to try and relive some sort of magic, some sort of, you know, they can get back that 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 tiny glimmer of hope. Why is it whenever Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are together, it's depressing as fuck? But so good, Fifty Fifty. Yeah, Fifty Fifty is a great. Fifty Fifty is a great. It's got Anna Kendrick in it. Love have it. you watched the documentary about? Because the screenwriter, screenwriter, it's a true story, and Seth Rogen was his buddy in real life. Yeah, I need to watch that. I love 50 50. 50 50. No, 50 50 is a Tom Atkins. That instantly earns my highest regards because I really love that film. I, Angelica Houston. Hell yeah, more Angelica Houston. Yeah, really sad. I mean, I recently watched uh, Life Aquatica. No, Life Aquatic's amazing. It is one of my favorite films. Yeah. I remember that I reviewed the Lunar Cinema and, um, I went to go see Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Life of Quattico is a film that Life warrants... Life with Steve Zissou. Yes. It warrants... That's... Zissou is the name of my rat. Oh. Ed anyway, you were reviewing The Night Before. Anyway, The Night Before. So, yeah, they have this tradition where they go out and they go mad. And each one has their own storylines. And you basically follow each character equally. And, and they have Christmas jumpers. They have Christmas jumpers. And they all... You, you follow them retreading this thing. And they have their traditions. And it's, it's just a... <coughs> if it wasn't such a high budget... If it was Michael P. Jordan or B. Jordan? Yeah, I thought B. it was Jordan. him for some reason. If it was Michael B. Jordan and it was Miles Teller and it he was, was Zach Efron. for Fantastic Four 2, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is But if it totally was if it happen. was those people, it would be the exact same movie. It wouldn't need to change any of the dialogue because mm. it's just one of those things where it's universal. Those three people, they represent one of each of your friends and it's a nice little journey. It doesn't need to be millions and millions of dollars though. It doesn't need Miley Cyrus and it doesn't need all the other people they have in it. And it's nice they're in there, but you can kind of tell... Why in it? Yeah. You can kind of... Can she not be in something for five minutes? She sings with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it's actually quite good. It's the first time I've liked Miley Cyrus, other than in my pants. Anyway, so... um, Once Miley Cyrus has been in your pants, she's always in your pants, man. She leaves stuff behind. I think you're mistaking Miley Cyrus for chlamydia. Anyway, um, in terms terms of the film, it's, it's sweet. Michael Shannon's in it. He's got a great cameo. Michael Shannon just keeps appearing. Oh, what's up? Yeah. And, uh, I always and forget he's old. <laughs> it's really nice to have him in there because he is—he's a really good actor. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I recently saw another film. Um, he's a good actor in bad films. Yeah, a bit of a segue. I recently saw the film Ninety Nine Homes, which I won't—I won't review because it doesn't really warrant a massive amount of time. No. Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon—they interact. It's a piece about housing crisis, but that was all Andrew done. Andrew Garfield was in another film. Yeah, it was all done better in a big sh- in the big short, so it's just not worth talking about. <laughs> to length so that's not something I'm going to talk about today but um, in terms of the night before it's fine it's it's like Scrooge I can watch it any time of the year and it sort of invokes that feeling that Christmas 
it's still something tangible to Scrooge me. Scrooge is a brilliant film. Scrooge is one of my favourites. But um, I, I won't give it a super high rating because it's it's just one of those things where I don't think it warrants a super high rating. It's not universal. I can watch it's it. It's good Seth Rogen. It's good Seth Rogen. Well, it's bad Seth Rogen. It's great Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, and Anthony... Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Um, it's bad Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen not his best. No. Yeah. It's Seth Rogen playing Seth Rogen in a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, which he does But it's not actually often. about Seth Rogen. So it's like 30% <clears throat> of what you normally get from him. But, I mean, the film is fine. I give it... I give it a fairly strong Robert De Niro in the 90s. You can't really say, because the thing with Robert De Niro is even in the 90s he was doing films just to get a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's what Which I mean. Which is all he does now. That's, he must own so many like, restaurants. I'm not saying I'm not saying Robert De Niro in the, the thousands or the the twenty tens or in no. the eighties because the eighties was his prime. Mm. The eighties and seventies were yeah. his prime, but then he you had the nineties. It joy. was it was he thought that he could make anything good in it. It just casino wasn't true. heat. That's all Vera. Yeah, but then for every casino and heat, you had a metro. <laughs> oh yeah. Not Metro, sorry. Uh, no, you had just Metro's had, Eddie Murphy. Wasn't yeah, it? you had just he was in a film with Eddie Murphy, wasn't he? Showtime or whatever it was. But you, for every one of those, you had a terrible, terrible movie, and then another eight terrible, terrible movies. So yeah, the night before, I recommend it for Christmas for some people, not for everyone. No, oh. well, we gotta wait like like ten months until people can actually watch that now. Because legally, you're not allowed to watch Christmas films anywhere other than Christmas. Oh, I'm going to watch Krampus as soon as I can get my hands on it. I need to get that, actually. I'm going to order it from America. I just don't give a fuck. I need to see that film. I, I'm so disappointed it didn't play anywhere near us. Did it not get released in the UK? Literally nowhere near us had it. Guildford had it for one fucking night. Penises. What I remember when Powerpuff Girls movie came out and Woken had it for one day. Which is nonsense. Powerpuff Girls is legendary. Um, review number three for me this week. Yet another game, because that's all I've been doing the last few weeks. Fuck it, you know? A game bang. Yeah. Um, so I <laughs> played I played a game called... I'm going to review this one, because it was the last one I did on my Castlevania phone. 3! No. Herding Dog. Herding Dog. It's a game. I got a code for it ages ago to do a, to play it on the channel. Yeah. And I didn't get round to it, because I kept... No, not Herding Dog. I remember the third thing that I was going to review... Oh, shit, here we go. Herding Dog's Buggy, it's alright, eh. Anyway, the third thing I was going to review was The Bug Butcher. That's what you remember. about earlier. I just hit myself in the face with my I just hand. remembered. It like took... How dare I? It took 20 minutes for me to remember. That's fine. The Bug Butcher is yeah. Super Pang. Do you remember Super Pang? From, uh... On the SNES. No, I thought you were talking about Pang from uh, Dead Space. No. Um... Right, on the SNES, Super Pang was a game where you ran around and you shot upwards at bubbles that were bouncing around. Yeah. What the Bug Butcher does is it takes that and it pulls the whole, like, modernisation, speeding up, like, power-ups. Sort of like um, how Space Invaders Extreme, like, went crazy on Space Invaders. But this takes an art style that's kind of similar to the new groundsy sort of art style, which is becoming more and more popular, I'm finding. Really nice animation, really cool music. But instead of shooting bubbles, you're shooting these bugs that are bouncing around the place, these big, fat bugs... You blow them up and they split up into smaller bugs. Some of them dive bomb you. Um, there's spiders that crawl on the ceiling that try to steal scientists that you've got hiding behind desks and stuff. Um, and the enemies come flying out of one of like eight points around the level. Um, the game's ridiculously tight. Like the controls on it are perfect. Like you never feel like you've like lost the game because you've been rubbish. Because the enemies always bounce in the same arch every time you know where they're going to land. So if you get squashed by an enemy, it's because you misplaced yourself. Um, 
when you shoot them, they sort of when you shoot them, you keep them up in the air for a second, yeah. So you can delay where they're going to fall. So you can try and adjust where enemies are going to land. So you can try and create gaps for yourself to run around in. Mm. Really nicely tactical done. Um, the way the spiders drag them up, the scientists, they kind of look like those urchins from Half-Life 2, which I couldn't remember the name of in the video, and it just came to me. Do you remember the urchins Head that hang from the ceiling that the tongue comes oh, out and grabs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like that, the spiders. Holy um, shit. There's like a survival mode in it. There's multiplayer co-op on the console, on the, contro- on the PC and consoles and all that. I think it's on consoles. I can't remember. But um, it's only a few quid. It's like literally, I think it's like five quid. That's And it's insane. so well made. Like the animation is spot on. There's a bit of character in it. Like the characters are all a bit... The Bug Butcher, the main character, he's meant to be an exterminator. Like in space. Running around in a space suit shooting lasers. Um, nice power-up system where you can get like fire power-ups make your bullets do a lot more damage. But you also have like chain guns and stuff that can randomly spawn in the level when you kill bad guys. So there's all sorts of ways to like boost up your DPS or whatever when you're blowing them to pieces. Um, the only issue I really have with it is the menus are an absolute pain in the ass to navigate because they've clearly been designed for touchscreens. And mm-hmm. the game is you can play it on mobile phone and on iPad. Yeah. Um, and it does work well because it is literally left, right, shoot. That's all there is to it. Um, <clears throat> but I think with a controller, it's going to play better than anything else. Like mm. touchscreens are just bollocks for controlling pretty much anything precise. Like, could you imagine playing a game like Probotector on a touchscreen? be impossible I tried playing SNES games on my phone it was just a nightmare hmm. but um Pocket Morty's tends to be alright yeah but that's you're talking about something that's much slower and all menu based isn't it you're not talking about something where you have to dodge and dive and you know do attacks and stuff but um yeah the music's excellent but the menus are toss um they're all over the place it's one of those things where it could have like good menus uh, arranging a grid always think of a menu as a grid for you to move around but this does the whole there's a button in the middle and then there's one off to the upper left and one to the lower right and then another one that's sort of slightly off to the right of that and all this sort of thing um, so it's awkward menus probably easiest to navigate with a mouse for sure but you're going to use a controller on this game it's built for controllers um, but yeah Bug Butcher's like really really good I'm, I'm, I enjoyed the hell out of it kind of amazed they gave me a code for that really does it seem <laughs> a little bit like Donkey Kong 3 that people forget about the one with the spray can where Donkey Kong unleashes the. Yeah, it's like Super Pang. It's exactly Super Pang. Oh. <laughs> it's exactly that game. So you're saying there's no originality to this and no one should buy it and they should go and buy Super Pang? Yeah, go buy Super Pang on the SNES. If you can go find a copy right now, send it to me. Because I could do with a copy of that. It was a good game. Should I see how much it is? Um, four million pound. Four bajillion dollars. But yeah. Um, like this, I'm putting this up there with games that are from last year, like um, Sub Level Zero. That were just like excellent games that had one single focus and nailed it like superbly. I don't know how much you like Sub Level Zero. Yeah, damn good game. I need to play more of that. They're putting um they keep putting new sort of like areas into it. So that you know, we'll come up with the random generation, new patterns and pipes and stuff like that to go mm. through. But um that's a good game, Sub Level Zero. Really good. Yeah. Played a video with Ducks Ahoy, she did did a video of her on her channel. Oh, I remember that. Mm. Sweet old Ducks Ahoy. Yeah. Where is she now? In Glasgow. Currently, her and Cardinal Smith and Under the Moons are all chilling out in Glasgow, having a gay old time. Well, you're spending your time with this arsehole. Yeah, and I can't get to Glasgow. It costs too much. Fucking prick, aren't I? Yeah, anyway, you review your third thing. Third thing. Um, My third review this week is going to be an incredible, incredible experience for me. I played a game 
Oh, fuck, no. I know, right? I actually played an indie game. This is odd for me, because normally I don't get the chance to play indie games, because, as you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, one of you does. <laughs> you. <laughs> probably. Um, I I play a lot of Xbox One stuff. That's probably predominantly what I review here as well. Um, I have not had the biggest chance to play indie games, because they don't really appear. There's stuff like um, I did a few indie games as they came out and bought them straight away, hoping to give it a go, but... Nothing, nothing that's um, really caught my attention for as long as this has. But I recently played Hand of Fate. Oh yeah, that's a cool game. That it's a very cool. It's game. It's sort of a roguelike card game. It's it's like if Yu-Gi-Oh went dark. Kerr. So, <laughs> um, it's one of those games that I think really, really um, works well if you're stoned off your tits. <laughs> so it's. Imagine playing Skyrim if instead of actually going and traversing the land, you picked a card and that told you what happened next. Yeah, but it's got in common with stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it? It does, it does. Like, um, yeah. So I played... Or Hero Quest is probably closer. Yeah, yeah, probably a little bit closer. If anyone has seen me play anything on my channel, because I do streaming, and uh, about 12 people saw this. Yeah. 12 whole people. They probably didn't mean to. Probably not. Yeah. Um, uh, at the height, I, was, I had about 12 people watching this, and it's... It's strange that 12 people watch me play that and not Titanfall, where I bossed every game. <laughs> Titanfall <laughs> 2. Is it, might be I know, this I year. know. End of this year. And I'm going to figures. Fucking, I'm going to kill some. I'm just fucking... I love that game. I might actually buy it on PC for launch. What, Titanfall 2? Yeah. I'm getting it on Xbox One for launch. I'm going to pre-order it now and get it for like mm. 30 quid. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. the PC version then. Too. Shut up. Um, anyway, so... Um, Ooh, if it's Xbox One exclusive... Don't you get crossplay with PC? Yeah, so you can have my Steam. If it's Xbox One, I don't know if it will be Xbox One exclusive. It could be though. I think it's on PS4 as well. Uh, we can compare the two. That's fine. We can do yeah, videos like that shit. It'll look better on my computer. No, it won't. <laughs> anyway, so um, so Hand of Fate. It's it's an enthralling little adventure. If ever you've been, I when I was a kid, I used to read those choose your own adventure books. Hell yeah. I was a very skinny, wiry kid, and then when I got to like fifteen, the choose your own adventure books gave you muscles. No, when I got to like fifteen, I started building a muscle. But I couldn't forget the nerdier side of me and so I used to read the choose your own adventure books even when I was playing rugby and doing fucking more physical shit that I loved um, and and there is something of that in there like in Hand of Fate there is you're right you know when like alcohol is just almost just vapour yeah and you sup it in yeah that happened yeah carry on so yeah, so Hand of Fate. It's a. It takes a little bit of your mind, takes a little bit of imagination, but it is totally worth it. I had a great time. It's free on Xbox Live Games with Gold right now, and I recommend everyone gets it. It's free and it's this good. It's just great. It's like um, I've got it on my Steam wish list. I've been wanting to play it ever since I saw Jim Sterling play it in early access. I give it. I fucking give it to Tom Atkins because it's that good a fucking game. Yeah, it looked really cool because you get like battle moments, don't you? And it's based on the cards you've pulled out or something, don't you? It goes to like 3D bits every now and again. No, you. So there's a pre, not just, not predetermined just the card maps. Bit. Yeah. So there's an amount of cards for each stage and each level you go to, and they can either be a straight line in which you just go duh, 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 or they can be a uh, 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 like a sort of map, and then you pick where you go. If it's just a straight line. You just have to deal with every card. But if it's a map, then you get to pick where you go. It's a whole element of chance. And as you do more things that match what the storyteller wants you to do, 
then you end up with extra cards. And the more cards you build up, the bigger the adventure can be, the more random, the more varied. Yeah. And it's awesome. It really is great fun. I can't... The problem is it sounds so fucking boring <laughs> when you talk about it that no one will ever go, oh, that's the game I want to play. But I've done know, streams... It kind of made me think it does like... Love it. Sort of a card game RPG. Kind of like Knights of Pen and Paper, sort of a little bit, where it's sort of like... it's. It's mixing genres a little bit and messing with you and presenting a way of doing card game RPGs in, on a computer. On a computer. Yeah. It's and weird. it's, as I said, Tom Atkins, it's great. It's 100%. A good I can't... sign of a good card game on PC is if it'll actually work as a real card game. Would it work as a real card game? Yeah. Yeah. But you need, it would need like a Dungeon Master style character. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You're dumb. Yeah, I gave it to Tom Atkins. I mean, like, oh, what, yeah. how how more done can I be? I can continue talking about it if you really want. Like, I could say that once you go into action, you go into a third-person mode, and it's a bit like Viking. You remember the Sega game for the Xbox One 360? It was not a Sega game. Was it, it was a Sega game. But it's some indie thing. Yeah, it was some indie thing that was bought up by them. But you go into a third-person narrative, and you have, like, a layout. It's a semi-third-person, more slightly... Uh, uh, it's, it's like a third-person integrated with a slight above action thing is the camera outside your character yeah it's third person yeah third person <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 awesome ah cool right well I'm going to review the most important thing this week which means that your last review is going to be just Jan Street Paul's birthday two pointless. weeks ago um no. I'm going to review 24 I'm going to review the big film yep uh, in the cinema called Deadpool I'm going to go for a piss do you want to do spoilers first no, do I'm not going to do any spoilers. All right, I'm going to sit back down. I'm not going to talk about spoilers on right, this. I'm, I'm not seeing it yet. I've not Deadpool. seen it yet. I'm going to see it Sunday. Well, you, you know what Deadpool's about, right? <sighs> yeah. Deadpool is um, a mercenary who was Wade Wilson. He had cancer. And he got offered the chance to have superpowers. Which no, he didn't. He didn't. He got offered a cure. Yeah, he offered a cure that would give him superpowers. The same thing. Like, whatever way around it goes. Um, and he takes that chance. The way the film's structured is like... Essentially, knowing full well that they don't want to gradually introduce you to Deadpool, they just kind of chuck you straight in with how Deadpool shenanigans are. Um, the film is, for the first half, flips back and forth between a fight on a highway. You said you weren't going to spoil it. All sorts of action. We've seen the trailers. I've seen and the origin. What? And the origin of Deadpool. Is the origin the same as the comics? Pretty much. I mean, obviously, the Weapon X program isn't there because like that yeah. would have happened in the eighties. But is it is it a case of they give him superhuman healing abilities? Yeah, they torture the fuck out of him. Yeah, to give him superhuman healing abilities. Intending to turn him into a slave. Of and then it turns out that not only is he superhuman healing abilities, he's also constantly replicating the cancerous cells that are inside his body, causing him to be. Yeah, like, well, they basically say the cancer's effectively cured, but his body's fucked. Like he's got, oh really? He's got like the scars all over him, and because of this torture they put him through, which oh. the idea is they try to activate the latent mutant genes in his body because he's a mutant. Well, everyone, everyone's got mutant genes. It's just whether or not they activate or not. Okay. So the idea is they want to put him through some form of stress to activate it, and the one that kicks it off is when they put him in an oxygen deprivation tank, mm. and they keep turning the oxygen on and off, and it makes his skin just blister up and fuck up because his veins are popping and all this mm. sort of stuff. And that's what triggers his healing powers. But it, it can't heal the skin. It can only heal the cancer. Because the cancer's always there. It's just like constantly... Does he still get with his missus? Yeah. It's, we've got this whole thing. He's basically... The whole film is him out to get his girl back and to kick the asshole in the face and murder him, the guy who did it to him in the first place. Which in this case is Ajax. 
played by Ed Screen. Does he have any powers? Well, Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, Ajax is like, um, he can't feel any pain. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like super strong. So he's like, basically, he can take all the damage Deadpool throws at him. Because, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's Ajax also... Ajax in the um, comics, wasn't he just a weapons expert? He could use any weapon? No, he, he couldn't feel any pain. His nerve endings were shot in the comics. I'm going to wee. Oh, um, but you continue talking about Deadpool, because I haven't seen it yet. I don't... I know, I know these are only mold like, information sort of thing, but... But the film also features Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who both play sort of... Well, Colossus specifically plays the PG-13 superhero approach, where he's all about honour and goodness and doing the right thing, and he wants to recruit Deadpool to the X-Men. Um, they're the only two X-Men that appear in the film, and Deadpool does notice that. They're the only ones with his fourth wall breaking, which he does constantly... Um, but there's also uh, Angel Dust is a villain in the film played by Gina Carano who is pretty cool in the film big butch lady who just kicks all sort of ass, muscly lady um, I've got to stop playing with these Skylander figures I've got right but yeah the film's spot on it's the first 10-20 minutes is ludicrously hilarious um, just one of the funniest intros you'll see to a film like ever it's, it's insane how well made it is. It's shot brilliantly. The drama moments work really well. Um, it knows when to slow things down a little bit, but Deadpool never stops being ridiculous. Uh, the film's smart enough to sort of poke fun at who Deadpool is and like make him the butt of the jokes quite often, which is so rare these days. Like White male actors never become the butt of the jokes in films. Um... Morena Baccarin is in it as Vanessa and she's a saucy minx in this film very saucy good girl um, but yeah I probably think Colossus is probably the most exciting thing in the film is Colossus gay in it? nah damn he's um well, I don't know he could be he knows I want to penetrate that metal hide but Colossus is like super adorable really? yeah and he's Russian he's, for once he's trying to stop Deadpool from being R-rated right? well he wants him to join the X-Men but there's only two X-Men in the whole film but they've got the mansion. There's a brilliant bit where Deadpool's gone to the house to try and ask him for help. And he's like, huh, there's only two of you guys here in this big old house. Kind of like the studio didn't want to pay for anyone else. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Did title you know that Hugh Jackman might have been in it? He's technically in it. Really? Yeah, not spoilers. It's not really spoilers because he's not like... I'm not going to tell you what capacity he is. Yeah, but, but he's technically in it. Technically in it. That's cool. Yeah. Um... I like Hugh Jackman. He seems almost as game to do shit yeah. as Ryan Reynolds is. Not to spoil too much, there's also um, a cameo of sorts from the Deadpool from the Wolverine film. <laughs> of sorts. Of sorts. Oh, what? Yeah. Is it like a failed version? No, just sort of like a, a mocking little jab. Nice. You also see, um, like, there's a bit... The title sequence at the start is amazing. It's like... You know the bit where the car's flying through the air in that pre-production oh, yeah, footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a freeze frame from that where Deadpool's elbowing a guy in the face and like one guy's spitting out the cigarette lighter and he's wedging a guy as he's flying out the window. Yeah. Um, and as the camera sort of pans through it, it's like shows like Ryan Reynolds in a Green Lantern costume. <laughs> it's like a magazine flipping around and it's got nice. Ryan Reynolds on the front saying Sexiest Man Alive and all the credits <laughs> read stuff like um, a gratuitous cameo, the romance type, you the know evil what? British asshole. Like... <laughs> This is the weird thing, right? Ryan Reynolds is one of those people that sort of circumvented my hate. He's an attractive guy, but I've let him go yeah. for a lot of the bad shit that he's done. And as much as I hate Ted and Ted 2, I don't like those films massively. He's not in them. He is in Ted. Is he? Yeah. So Patrick Warburton, the whole film, alludes to the fact that he's in some sort of weird gay beat-up club where he yeah. fights people and, and, 
and it's like a weird homosexual thing where like maybe they beat him and they fuck him and then at the end there's a wedding scene in which um, in which Ted is marrying his wife alright and Patrick Warburton's guest is Ryan Reynolds who's the guy he's been texting the whole time for a gay beat up meet up thing oh. and it's kind of like a weird little <laughs> right Ryan Reynolds is pretty gay and it's kind of fun. Like, that's the only part of that film I really like. And it's I haven't sad. seen either of them. They look terrible. They are pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, Deadpool's, uh, Deadpool's excellent, I would say. Yeah? Brilliantly directed. Like, some moment, like, with the scene where he finds out he's got cancer is so well done. Really? Like, really. Yeah, I've heard really it's something, it is like something out of 50 50, not to re mention yeah. that film. It's something but quite it's sad just, and quite um, depressing. Yeah, because it just, like, makes the moment to just, like, punch you in the stomach. Hmm. Um,. But it, yeah, it's like the, the scenes where you sort of understand any more vodka. The scenes where you're sort of getting the romance between Vanessa and Wade Wilson and it basically boils down to them really, really enjoying their crazy. Um, really? They're yeah. both mad? Yeah, both a little mad. And How is TJ Miller in it? It's TJ Miller. Is it just TJ Miller? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really like... Because in the comics, he's like makes weapons and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. He does things. In this, this one part where he provides some weapons, but that's about... It, he's a barman, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, but he's running a thing called the Deadpool Wheel. The Mercs go to this bar, and like anyone who dies wins. You know, anyone who's bet on them dying. Next oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Wins money. And that's where they gets the name Captain Deadpool from. Um, Captain Deadpool. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, you guys see the scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Negasonic Teenage Warhead's quite cool in it. Yeah. Like she's not the character from the comics because the character comics just a psychic. Yeah, she's like twenty-two like, and she's a psychic. Yeah, because that was I think that was kind of a joke was that she's got a ridiculously cool name and just just the most generic power possible um, and she dies a lot in the comics she's died like three times I think like Psylocke yeah but um, in this her power is basically a mix it was taken from another character they were going to have in the film where Which she was? charges up energy and just booms who's the character they were I have no idea they cut out like three or four characters to try and save budget is she invulnerable no no she's just like um, she charges up energy and can oh she can just out. charge energy yeah so if she can't take kinetic energy in and then she just builds up the energy of some sort and if she like hits something she bursts it away having seen the film mm. how so how like okay so the original team are on board for the sequel we know that right yeah how into the sequel are you now oh, considering totally. that you know <laughs> totally this film, 100% this film services entirely as an introduction to Deadpool and who he is so in terms of in terms of matching it up to another Marvel property, my highlight for everything that Marvel have done There's so far... There's nothing with as much dismemberment as this. No, no, no. But my, or butt my, sex. My highlight... My, <laughs> butt sex. My highlight for uh, Marvel been... films is Captain America or Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's... I mean, even... Yeah, like, but they still feel like regular films. This feels like something different. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about Captain America 1. That was one of my favourite Marvel really? films. Yeah, it's well, really first weird. First Avenger. Yeah. Eh... Because it's it feels, half a good film. It feels like a Joe Johnson film oh, yeah, yeah. mixed in with a superhero film. And what I like about Marvel is they've accepted the directors they pick and the style they choose. Some, somewhat. Some Look at John Favreau stuff. and Iron Man. It's all panache and on screen. It's no subtext. There's no hidden messages. Mm. It's just as Iron Man should be. Guidance of the Galaxy. It's the rogue it's the background it's the people that you don't usually pay attention to yeah. getting the spotlight and then you've got something like Captain America 1 it's an old fashioned romp through something that's familiar to us yeah, yeah it felt like the Rocketeer like for the first half but the second half of that film is a mess I think the second half I like because it just kind of but the second half I like because it's like imagine if the Rocketeer had a, had a montage yeah it's the thing it just and, it, turns and into the a Rocketeer montage. didn't have a montage I love the Rocketeer <laughs> the Rocketeer is one of my all time favourite films yeah 
And it's stupid that I can admit that quite openly because yeah, most people will hate it. Nah, Rockstar's great. Timothy Dalton's in it. Yeah. And Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And so I'm up. Yeah. Done. That's it for me. You're fully erect. <laughs> but where would you rate Deadpool? Because I know that that's the thing about Marvel movies. No one can watch a Marvel movie and just watch a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's like Pixar. You can't watch Pixar and... and I wouldn't and relate it to other Marvel films. You wouldn't? No, it's it's like... It gives me the same sort of... Like, I enjoyed it the same sort of way I enjoy freaking Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Okay. Like, it's just so stupidly fun. Yeah. And unrelentingly funny. Really? Like... Just con- the first twenty minutes is insanely good. Really? Like, yeah, because it's mostly the action sequence on the highway, and just the violence. Deadpool's got twelve bullets left, and he's trying to take out. All I've the heard about that. And he numbers bullets. them. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like counting I've down. He gets so angry and fires two off. He's like, "Stupid, stupid!" Like he's blaming himself for being impulsive. It's it's <laughs> one of those things where I've I've read all of this stuff in comics before, mm. so it's like hearing that is much like reading the boys. Mm. Do you remember the boys? No. Nah. It was the. It was the series of comics about people that were that could inject a drug and it'd give them pseudo superpowers and allow them to be the police force for superheroes yeah. when they were when superheroes went bad. It was um, written by Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good series. Never it's a good it. series, but it's similar. Similar sounding sort of ideas. Uh, but no, I'm super excited to see it. I'm seeing it this weekend. I just I missed you by a beat. Yeah, I beat you to it, man. Which is not not usually what happens. Yeah. It's a I excellent. usually in a beat off I would win. Probably, yeah. You'd go first, yeah. I would always you'd go first. Come first, yeah. Um, but it's because I'd be sticking a finger up my arse. Yeah, yeah. Go speed extra, me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not how the beat off contest works, though. That's how you be... lose soggy biscuit, man. Like, Wait, is it? You have to be longer. Yeah. Oh shit! I got to work on my technique. Yeah. Is that why I keep having to eat those things that feel like rust? You got to in vinegar strokes, man. Yeah, I keep. <laughs> have you been watching the league then? No, no. You're a liar. Vinegar strokes is a term that's been around for years. No, it's from the league. No, no, it's, no, it's been around for years. Shut up time. with this lies. Anyway, Deadpool's awesome. Watch it. Is it? Is it your favorite film so far this year? Well, I've only watched that. That's like the only film I've. I oh, know, but you've seen other films for the first time in the period of the last two months. No. Really? No, I haven't watched that. Well, Wind Rises. That's the only other film I've watched. And would you say this is better than The Wind Rises? It's a different film. It's an entirely different film. Okay, but you've got to say yes or no to the question. No, I'm not no, asking no. you whether it's a different They're film or not. They're both really good. Which do you enjoy more? Which do you want to see more? I, I want to watch Deadpool again. Yeah, well, there you go. But I need the money to go see it. Yeah, well, there you go. Deadpool wins. I don't have a copy of Wind Rises with me, though, so I can't but watch But you that. don't want to watch The Wind Rises again. You want to watch right. Deadpool again. I probably would watch Wind Rises again. Yeah, but you probably would, but you want to watch Deadpool again. Well, I want to see it again because I want to watch it in the cinema again. Okay, but... but I'll get it on DVD when it comes you out. You understand what I'm saying to you, though, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, you get it. And you, I want to watch them both, though. You said <laughs> DVD where you meant Blu-ray. Yeah, same thing. No, it's yeah. not. A DVD is 360 by 480. DVDs can be high def. It's all a case of data compression. I don't know what world you're living in anymore, they but can. I just don't want to be but there. Remember Superbit DVDs? They were high def. Oh, God, yes. Superbit DVDs. They yeah. lived long, didn't they? Yeah. How many discs do you have with Superbit on it? Four? No, you only get one. You just chuck <laughs> the film. No, Superbit's good. Anyway, anyway, yeah, no, Deadpool. absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I'm salivating the prospect of seeing yeah. it. I, I genuinely, when we when we spoke about it earlier, I, I genuinely was excited, and I told you about my Deadpool stories. Hmm. The stuff that I've read is fantastic, and I'm, I'm I am super excited. Hmm. I read the Dead President's storyline for Deadpool recently. Yeah, really interesting. Um, okay, so my final review of this week is this is going to be nowhere near as important as my Deadpool one. So. Guitar Hero Live yeah, for oh, the dear. Xbox One. 
Um, yes, so Guitar Hero Life, for anyone who doesn't know, went down to about £40 over the Christmas period, and I was one of the bitches that bit. I was so totally ready to play that game and enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the originals. Just for a little bit of background information for anyone else, every Christmas my key present would be Guitar Hero, starting from Guitar Hero 3, Warriors of Rock. Um, and each year it would just, it would set the tone for the rest of the year. I moved out when I had World Tour. So me and my housemate used to play World Tour whilst high and drunk and, and we used to play Jesse's Girl and, and, and Journey, Anywhere You Want It or Carry On My Way With Sun by, by, uh, who was it that did Carry On My Way With Sun? Sorry. Kansas. Kansas. And it, it's fantastic. It was a great, there was a feeling of being in that moment and it was great. Now they've tried so hard to replicate that feeling, they've destroyed it completely and you're playing in a live gig with people that look like friends you wouldn't want to have yeah. because they were too, too, way too much about the prospect of buying thrift like shop clothes. And hipster cunts. They just look like hipsters and they look like emos and they look like people that don't associate with the music you're playing. And it's kind of depressing, but at the same time, it's what Guitar Hero needs to be now. I don't have any strong emotions as to whether or not I will ever enjoy this game. I kind of feel like I will try it again and again and it will never fully reach the heights of what I previously loved about Guitar Hero and that makes me sad but at the same time it does give me hope that Rock Band will be Guitar Hero's been wank ever since Harmonics left and that's not true but that isn't true Devil Went Down to Georgia against the Devil which was Harmonics after made, Harmonics left no, no Harmonics after made Harmonics made two they didn't make no, three they they were working on um, they weren't working yeah, on they did. they made half of Rock Band 3 really? Guitar Hero 3 yeah they worked on half of Guitar Hero 3 and they left halfway through when they started doing their own thing. Because Activision did something and wanted to buy the rights to everything and they but were like, fuck you then, off we go. The problem is that it doesn't really service someone who wants to play a game. There's this whole payment scheme and this payment structure and you've only got two real live gigs and the first gig you play, you're in front of this audience of a thousand. Yeah. Why aren't you in a pub? Why are you doing so it's it the same bit by bit? Looking band every time, is it? Yeah. Even yeah. if you're playing like heavy metal. I'm pretty sure they change the band, but it's just it doesn't feel different. No. So I, it's one of those things that I think that I think that in two months' time I'll come back and I'll do another review for it. But I just don't. You feel don't like own I'm... the songs either, do you? You can't even just have a live. No, no, you can't. You have to buy tickets to play on the live. So TV you can't just program. have like a list of songs. Oof. That's nonsense. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try Rock Band 4 I am going to buy it yeah. I think when when um, when I move that's going to be the thing that I buy yeah and that'll be the entryway to I can transfer my songs over from alright calm it down now so you, you can do all kinds of stuff to me when I'm sleeping I'm just when I'm awake I don't want to <laughs> if you want your catalogue of 400 and some odd songs alright look and maybe Rock stop Band calling your dick a catalogue yeah no, it's not a catalogue Skylanders. You're not. You're not. You're gonna listen to my review. So I give this this is this is really hard to give it anything good. I'm gonna say Mel Gibson. No. Oh. You know, you remember what it used to be, but now it's marred in this weird racist dicto dictaf dictop Guitar Hero is racist. It's not racist, it's just that it you just doesn't... said it was. No, it's the problem is that you remember Payback, you remember Mel Gibson in Mad Max, you remember Mel Gibson in in fucking in uh, Tom Hardy's Mad Max. Everyone knows that. You know, you remember <laughs> Mel Gibson for being Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, but you yeah. you don't want to think about him now, and it's a case of I don't want to think about Guitar Hero now. He was the best thing in Expendables Three. 
Oh yeah, but the best thing about no, actually no, I I I completely disagree. The best thing about Spendables Three was Antonio Banderas and Ronda Rousey actually having chemistry. Yeah. I wanted to see him fuck. Uh-huh. Those two were one into each other, and that was a oh, great yeah. scene. The action scene with those two. Considering the fact that Sylvester Stallone acting. is older than older than Antonio Banderas, yeah, and Antonio Banderas looked him made him look made him look three times older than he is. That was a great action scene in the <laughs> casino, the disused yeah, casino. Yeah, yeah. Between Antonio Banderas and Ronda Rousey. Fantastic action scene. That's probably the best scene in the film. Ronda Rousey can't act. No, but Antonio <laughs> Banderas can. Yeah. So I give uh, Guitar Hero a Mel Gibson. Oh. I know. I feel bad. Do you not feel bad? It's got that stupid guitar, hasn't it, with the friggin' buttons? It's got six buttons now. What is that? Yeah, but what, they're above each other, aren't they? It's yeah, weird. there's two up, two down. And you've got chords and shit. It's like, yeah, fair enough. You want to be you want to be that real guitar emulator for the But Xbox. it's a casual game. Exactly. Yeah. They don't get it. I don't think they get it anymore. If you want to make it real, you have freaking pro mode on Rock Band or you have Rocksmith. Rocksmith is the one I was thinking of. Rocksmith is the one that this is most trying to be. Mm. Because it wants the realism mixed in with the, the fake plastic guitar in us. And I don't really want that. I want the stupid lines. I want the animated devil in the background going, I'm looking for a soul prestige. I don't want... I don't want to be playing next to Tenacious D. I want to be playing by myself as I am Oh, would Tenacious D appear in it? No. Oh. So, so I'd play that. Better. I want Rock Band Tenacious D. I'd buy that. Wouldn't you call it Tenacious Rock Band? Tenacious... Rock Band D. Rock Band D. It'd all be in D minor. Yeah. It'd all be really sad. No. Oh. It'd be like... Long time ago, remember? D is the sound discord. It is. Mm. Well, D minor is... Is psychologically... You'd love to D a minor. Well, no. <laughs> you know about my minor and major keys, right? Yeah. Minor keys are sadder notes, major keys are uh, higher, more positive notes. So the two differentiate each other by, you know, inflecting an emotion upon you. So when you're watching a film that's a horror film, they'll contain both major and minor notes so that it manipulates your emotion so that you, what you see on screen and what you hear is causing you to be uneasy. Thought, you don't realise it. But in horror films head. now, you just like... You're... <laughs> at a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so shit. Don't hit any chord, jump scare. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway. Good anyway, story. so um, this has been Chris Apocalypse. Would oh. you like to do the outro this time? You've never done it. Bye. No. <laughs> Tell them our stuff. Oh. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, I suppose. At? Chris Apocalypse. And? At? That's it. That's the only no. official Twitter. LV54 Space Monkey. No one's listening to this part. Shut up. And where can you find us on YouTube? Well, I mean, I've got a YouTube channel. Okay, what is it called? Mellow Gaming. Okay, and how'd you find that? On the internet. How do you go on the internet? You could use Bing. You can use Bing? Bing and decide. Can you use AOL Online 40 hours free? Yeah, if you've got one of those AOL discs. <laughs> if you've got the internet. Look, you're finally smiling again. And we're going to come to the internet soon. Alright, don't, yeah, don't start with that shit. Just yeah. be happy about what we're doing. Can I have a hat wobble? You want a hat wobble? I want a flogging style. With some more tang. Yeah, I want some tang. <laughs> Could you generate a new hey, tang? Hey, Deadpool versus Ant-Man, which would you pick? Not as in the characters, as in the films. I think they just start making out with each other. You mean they just start making out with each other? Would you really Deadpool's be a better film than Ant-Man. Really? Yeah, Ant-Man's a good film, but it's not brilliant. Ant-Man's a great film. It's fun. I like it. That's yeah. why it's great. That's what I think It would have been I better if it was an Edgar Wright film. Would it? Yeah. Nah. Of course it would, by default. Okay. Andy White's an actual good director. The actual director of that film is a good director. Yeah. 
He's a fun, great comedy director. The mm. only reason that you're saying that Edgar Wright would be better is because Edgar Wright was originally considered. Yeah, but Edgar Wright isn't like just good. Edgar Wright is great. Excellent. He's Edgar Wright. Edgar yeah. Wright is an artist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's why he's the king. And it's just the fucking. The World's End is so massively underrated. The World's End. The problem with the World's End is a lot of people didn't get ready for the heavy load that they yeah. were expecting. It goes. It goes. Teenage. I love it when Edgar Wright drops a heavy load. Teenage. On me. 20s to 30s it's about alcoholism and being unable to let go of your youth and middle age yeah yeah. it's about they go in in terms of decades yeah great film 20s, 30s, 40s middle age anyway anyway have a great evening as Ant so eloquently said find us find us at YouTube Mellow Gaming or find us at Ant on Twitter at Critapocalypse or at LV54 Space Monkey feel free to tweet at us send us messages I implore you, give no us your give us your this. feedback. I absolutely adore every one of you. If anyone wants a date, I will be more than happy to turn up at your house and give you a great. But this night is going to come out the day after Valentine's I'm Day. I'm going to lick your fucking earlobes and stick my dick where the sun don't shine, and that can be anywhere really because you wear clothes. I'm assuming, unless you're a nudist, in which case, <laughs> let's play hide the dick. <laughs>